and I'm back. Welcome to another episode of Badminton Science. I'm your host, Robert Johnson. And hopefully you listened to last week's episode about how to train for men's singles. This week we'll be turning our attention to how to train for women's singles. And I would say that it's, uh, it's very equal because it's not that much of a difference when you unless you get to the top level but we'll we'll walk through every step of the way for women sing women singles players but first of all i would like to ask you to follow me on instagram at badminton science and also my personal uh, at robert underscore johnson underscore pt and now we'll get into the episode Awesome. Love my new intro. But as I've said, we talked about how to train for men's singles last week. And we will get through each and every category that badminton has to offer, which is five. In the double episodes, we will talk about how to train specifically if you're the back player or the front player in each category. But now let's get into women's singles. So the category of women singles is, it's I mean it's badminton, so it's 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 always going to be similar to to the other singles category, which is men singles. But we have some differences, and as I've said in in the men singles episode, in men singles you start from standing still, quite a, quite many times, and that in women singles you rarely stand still while the rally is going on. Of course, you're standing still while you're serving, but it's um, it's more of a continuous move movement throughout the court, and also a lot of times we see that women singles is very very much running. There are a lot of players who who use tactics to to break down their opponents physically, which is that you can see many times it's it's long rallies, good length on the clears, and then they play short long short long short sometimes it's a lot of diagonal play as well which makes the opponent have to cover a lot of court which is of course very demanding physically so in men's singles we would rather see people like doing a lot of flat shots for the to get the opportunity to smash or to to use their explosiveness in order to to score some points in women's singles, we of course see that as well, but it's more of the playing smart, building the rally up, gaining an adva- a slight advantage every time you hit the shuttle, and then totally outmaneuvering your opponent or having gotten the opportunity to, to score a point because of some, some bad shot your opponent made. So there are some differences in, in that. However, it's basically the same as men's singles, I have to say. And when it comes to explosiveness, of course we see that men's singles is more explosive, but every category is increasing its physical demands. Demands. It's it's not correct to say that oh you don't have to be explosive as a women's singles player. I if someone would say that to me, I would say that they are stupid and don't know anything about the sport and should probably 
like never talk to me again. Slight exaggeration, but you get the point. Women's singles is very explosive, and even though it's not as explosive as men's singles, it's very explosive. And if you get more explosive, you will get more advantages, the same as for the men. Now, I think that a lot of coaches don't realize this, which means that they just play, you know, you, you see women's singles player play against, uh, you know, when it's two against one, it's uh, three minutes intervals and then you change because uh, women's singles is, oh, it's long rallies, you need to play, you need to build your endurance, which is, of course, true, but very few rallies in women's singles are three minutes. So uh, the same as for men's singles, I would recommend that it's 45 seconds of hard work, of quality hard work, 50 seconds of rest, 45 seconds again, 50 seconds rest, and then 45 seconds again. So you, you split it up quite a bit more, or you could do 30 seconds, uh, five to six times, whatever you feel like. But three minutes is, I don't really see the benefit of it from a physical standpoint. Of course, sometimes you need to 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 do it for for the mental aspect of of never missing and so on. But I think the quality is is the most important factor. And from a physical point of view, it's not really specific for anything to do three minutes uh, from a badminton point of view. But the most important part is like okay, so when uh, in a lot of clubs, at least here in Sweden, I think it's the same in many other countries as well. There aren't that many female players because they usually drop out kind of at a young age. And it's, it's, it's very rare that I've seen a club with like six good women singles players. It's quite rare. So we need to, to think about the fact that the women's singles player might need to, to practice against men. And that's not a problem uh, for anyone. It might even be good sometimes, but there are usually some, some differences in how the playing style, because as a women's singles player, you are usually taught to know it long rallies, build up uh, your point and, and so on and so on. But the men's singles or the men players usually are taught that no, you need to score points. So smash more, uh, play at a high tempo. And that, that's awesome to train that way sometimes. But when you are f the feeding uh, partner of a, of a female player, you need to, to be good at feeding, which is how does the women's singles game look like? Do they need to, to play like this? Or should we play more like um, what they are actually getting to play against at in tournaments and of course the answer is you should probably play the way your your opponents are playing in tournaments now sometimes really it's really good to to practice against some hard-hitting men players but i think that we we need to to teach the feeders to to play like, because, okay, so let's just turn the tables. If you're playing men's singles and you have a female feeding partner, you don't want her to play like really long rallies and, and making you run a lot of diagonal uh, just for the sake of it, because it's not how you play badminton. So 
if they should uh, adapt to to the men's singles game, the men's singles players need to adapt to the women's singles game when feeding. So that was quite a <laughs> quite a rant, but I think it's important to to get the point across that we need to think about who we are, uh, what role we are supposed to take when we are the feeding partner. Let's move on. Um, so, as I've said, of course, it's um, it, it's quite demanding from from a physical standpoint. You need to have really good endurance, and you need to recover from from pressured situations really fast. So, uh, that means that, for instance, when you get if if your opponent is pushing you a lot to the back of the court with some uh, quick clears or some quick uh, lifts and you're really pressured you are probably doing a full lunge and you're trying to hit your way out of the situation and then get back to to the to the center of the court to do that you need very good strength in your legs and you need good strength in your core and your underarm or your forearm which is the same thing and that is something I think that we, we need to, to address because in, in women's singles, it's, it's a lot of those situations where you have to, to really push yourself physically and, and use your strength to, to get out of the situation. So, so in, we know that, okay, speed, jumping ability, explosiveness, endurance, strength, flexibility are important factors that's basically everything right you need uh, you need <laughs> like it's uh, uh, you need to be an extreme athlete to do this but uh, if we were to, to scale this more towards women singles which we're gonna do now then we see that the dual the rallies are usually longer in women's singles than in men's singles because of how you are supposed to score points in the categories now of course there are exceptions some female players are really aggressive really explosive and that would be a different task but in general the the rallies are longer which means that you as a women's singles player have to be used and ready to play longer duels you also need to be good at changing direction, which is also the same as for the men's singles players. But usually in women's singles, as I've said, it's a lot of making your opponent run. And sometimes the opponent is going to make you run. And I'm a big fan of footwork exercises and uh, shadow play. And I think that you need to, to emulate what you're going to face in the tournament. So if you know that your opponents are going to make you run a lot or just to prepare yourself for running a lot then of course you could do some regular shadow play and choose the I'm in citation quotes saying easier way of just um, playing in the smash and then the follow up at the net you know as, as a men's singles player but try to do some some uh, Let's say you're uh, you're going up on in the for, rear court forehand clear, and then you're instantly going diagonal to the backhand front side of the net, trying to play a good shot back to the center of the court, and then from 
rear court backhand to front court forehand and do that many times many times many times many times or just uh, one shot long one shot short so you're running front and back every single time that will will be very specific to women's single and it will be really demanding physically now of course you should do both but if you want to really prepare yourself for for how the rallies are usually played in women's singles against the good players then that would be my uh, my bet so you don't really have to change the the length of the intervals like the men's singles game which is then like some really short rallies and kind of a lot of rest you could do 15 15 which is 15 seconds on 15 seconds off you could also do 30 30 it it depends on on what the goals are but and how of course what kind of fitness level you have but i would say like try to 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 really look at how uh, the matches are played in your current level and what where you want to be so like really try to look at okay so where are they playing the shots is it front back diagonal how does it look and then try to emulate that while you're doing your shadow play and then of course do do some some shadow uh, or some multi-shuttle drills rather which is awesome but i would i would kind of recommend to do some 70 20 intervals like when you're doing your strength and conditioning work which means 70 seconds on 20 seconds off and that is supposed to be done at like 15 to 16 17 rp or in the borg RPE scale, which you can go Google, B Borg, like Bjorn Borg, RPE scale. It's not from Bjorn Borg, but it's uh, you get the point. It's uh, it's the same spelling. And then you're supposed to, you're not supposed to get too much of lactic acid. It's supposed to be a really hard aerobic work. Do that like twelve to fourteen intervals. And you have a great conditioning, aerobic conditioning session. Now, I would also recommend to do some 400 meters uh, runs. I would start with six to 800 meters, six to eight intervals, just to, to get the body used to, to running. And then I would gradually increase the speed and decrease the length of the interval. So let's say you do 800, then you decrease by 100 meters every week until you get down to 400 where you just run faster and faster and faster. And you can also work up the volume to around 10, 400 meter intervals. And it's important to, to rest enough, but not too much or not too little. So you want to be fast, but it's supposed to hurt quite a lot. And when it comes to, to the, how to differentiate, differentiate how to make yourself a bit different from everyone else is to work on your explosiveness. And I would, I would kind of use a Bulgarian split squat as my exercise of choice because it's single leg, which means you work both sides. And it's, it's a quite specific. So I would do first without any weight, just get the tendons and ligaments uh, used to exercise. So do like 30 to 120 seconds of, of static or isometric work at 90 degrees in the knee. Then I would do that for one week, maybe two, and then add in like 20 repetitions. Then I would increase the weight, which could be by a barbell or a 
if it's a barbell it's basically split squat but it's uh, usually you use a dumbbell and increase the weight so you can work in the hypertrophy range which is 8 to 12 8 to 12 repetitions then i would do that for two weeks i would then decrease the weight and i would no sorry increase the weight and do some strength work so you work at around six repetitions for this exercise if you're doing your regular squats it could be four repetitions it's but i think for bulgarian split squats uh, six repetitions is quite good then after that after those two weeks i would decrease the weight to around half and do some really explosive bulgarian split squats then i would remove the weight and do some jumps with uh, your single leg jumps from the Bulgarian, Bulgarian split squat position and then I would also tra try to transfer that to the court which then could be some really short intervals on the court with just jumping uh, as high as you can from certain positions or just trying to increase the speed. I would also work a lot on, on core, both stability and strength. Uh, planks can be useful but I think that plank the the regular plank is kind of uh, overrated, so I would recommend to do some. Of course, you can do it, it's nothing wrong with it. It's just like make sure your technique is good. I would do some dead bugs uh, or some dead bugs with uh, the Pilates ball, which is basically you put it between your legs and your arms and uh, keep the tension in the abs. Then I would do some side planks, maybe with rotation, because side planks I think are easier to, to get the the hang up so i would do that <clears throat> maybe some bird dog exercises of course some hip thrusts are awesome as well as to like protect your lower back and like we use the glutes a lot while we're playing and there are like the the hip thrusts are like getting some getting strong glutes are really efficient for changing directions so i would i would recommend that as well Uh, and then of course yeah, I, I forgot to mention that while doing intervals <clears throat> running or whatever you do 30 seconds on 30 seconds off is awesome I would recommend it for everyone and it doesn't matter if you're a women's singles player women double men double it doesn't matter do 30 30 it's it's awesome um, and of course you can get your you can do your own variations of it but I, I think it's it's really good I I think that what, to get some good tests going or like guidelines for where you are supposed to be, I think that you are supposed to do uh, at least one pull-up because there are a lot of people who can't do one pull-up and I think that that should be an absolute minimum because then you have some good back strength, you have some good forearm strength, grip, grip strength, uh, but I would aim for five. <clears throat> now that might take some while if you're new to the exercise, but aim for it, it's, it's great. Then like maybe, I don't know, 20 push-ups with great technique. I would then recommend at least one times your body weight in the squat. But I would recommend like also aiming for two. You can listen to the men's singles episode. I, I've said it there and I think it's basically the same for each category. Even though pull-up strength and push-ups are not... It doesn't have to be quite as high as for the men's singles. And then I would kind of want... From a standing long jump position, I would kind of want like two and a half meters. I think it's, it's, it's good. 
but uh, of course try to get as, as far as you can. And the Cooper test, I would recommend that in 12 minutes you're supposed to run like at least 2,700 meters up to 3,000 meters. I think that would be quite good, something to, to aim for. And uh, when it comes to to tactical aspects and the badminton play, it's, it's important to just focus on quality. There is, like, the precision that the women's singles players have is insane. It's like, you can't believe it. It's, it's awesome. So you need to work on that because it's such an important factor. It doesn't matter if you have great explosiveness, if, you, if your shots are shit, you, you won't get anywhere with that. So just focus on, on the technique, focus on the precision, focus on, on your uh, tactical awareness and make the opponent run but also be prepared to run yourself. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say. It feels like I forgot something because the Swedish episode was a lot longer than this. But I think I might just have been more efficient with my time. Uh, yeah, it looks like I'm... Okay. Yeah, so the, the last thing I want to say is just like find out how you play. Like, how do you score your points? How do you want to score your points? And what, what is necessary for you to get to the next level? So say that you're not at the elite level yet, but you want to be. How does the elite players play? And look at the elite players in your surrounding. How do they play? How do they win points? How do they look? How, like, what, what do they do? And try to, to emulate that. Like, copy their, their tactics and, and just try a lot of different things. But um, yeah, the most important part is that you, you find what works for you. And um, yeah, just keep working on, on your endurance, keep working on your explosiveness, keep working on your strength. And I think that, uh, that you might do well. But as well, as I've said, listen to the Men's Singers episode as well, because there are some, like every, basically everything from that episode is applicable to you as well. Thank you for listening. There will be a new episode out, or maybe two. I'm not going to promise two, but at least one episode next week about men's doubles. So thank you for listening. Follow me on Instagram, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye.